you can support Fullness Folly on Patreon. Fullness Folly, Episode 5, Lost. Jack. She's out of the water. The far end of a gravel yard that's got clumps of dandelions poking up through the stones. The light's flat and grey. The kind of day you just want to go back to bed. I struggled to keep pace with this old bloke. What's his name? Albert? No. No, but he he looked like Uncle Albert from that TV show. Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. Mad bushy white beard. Bull dome on top with wisps on the side. No smile, though. And those blue eyes under his great wiry eyebrows didn't twinkle. They cut straight through you. Albert. Yeah. He was mental. Ran the boatyard. Hilarious when every boat TV Albert used to sell on sank. Boatyard Albert's scarily serious, though. Once told me, totally straight-faced, he was making his own coffin because he wanted a proper job. He also told me he slept on a canal boat with an old bayonet in case anyone came round. (laughs) He couldn't make it up. But... hasn't told me that yet. Has he? How do I know that? She's on stands. Not much to look at. Pasty blue hull in need of paint. Off-white fiberglass, beckled with dirt. I can see she's had a repair to her rudder. Albert shoots up a ladder and onto her deck. I follow. Slow. And clumsy, foot catching as I step over and tumble into the cockpit, hands slipping as I try to stop myself. I look at my hand. It's bloodied, and I'm wearing a glove taped to my sleeve. I turn to Albert, but he just stands with his arms folded. I feel... Stupid. He takes a long, judging look at me, then glances down at something over the side. I do the same, and see Arietti stood at the bottom of the ladder. Bright, and healthy face beaming up at us without a trace of sunburn, or the dark circle around her eyes. She's eight, or is she nine? I should know that. It'll be okay. Uh, This will be our thing. We'll we'll make great memories. All of us. Yet when I turn back to Albert, I see it in his face. Another idiot who's bought a boat. Hasn't a clue. Gonna get people hurt. Weak. Fraud. Imposter. 
Why is my hand bloody? Why can't I move my other arm? Oh, it's hard to think. Shit. Oh. God. God. I think my arm's broken. Oh. God. Where is it? Can't clear my eyes. Can't see. Where is it? Big shit. God, my head. Head. God, please, please. No, it's in my head. Albert's watching me, judging. Man up. Come on. Know what you're doing. Learn faster. Shut up, Albert. Shut it. Albert. How are you here? Get it out! Get out of my head! Your head! Harry! Oh, I can see Harry in the water. She's 11. Face gaunt, eyes red. She's with Sam. Something's wrong. Very wrong. They know. I can see it on their faces. I have to do. do. I'm stepping down into the saloon for the first time. A musky damp smell. That horrid dark 80s wood finish that just makes everything look dirty. She's not much to look at, but she's mine. Ours. Fulmer's folly. Penny. Why is Penny on the floor? She's... she's at home. Suddenly I'm falling. Everything screams and goes black. Blurry. White. Orange. My legs are raised. Hurting. Flap of canvas fluttering. More pain. I tried to get up, but my limbs seem weirdly detached. Slow. Like there's a delay between the thought of movement and the action. I don't recognize this place. White interior. Rows of benches. What's that smeared on the wall further down? Thick. Almost black. Tar. I don't understand. I try to move towards the orange and white flapping canvas as it's over the doorway, but... Pain. Stabbing. Ribs. Every breath. Sam. Where's Sam? Darkness. Awake. The light's different. Brighter. I drag and haul myself up over the lip beneath the canvas. The wind slapping the flap into my mangled nose, choking tears. 
them burning from the brightness of... of everything. The water, the sky, hot to think. Head, uh, hands and feet tingling. Uh, mouth tastes blood. Uh, I'm going to be sick. <coughs> Please. <coughs> I try to resist, but again my gut wrenches. The world blurs. Searing torture from my ribs splinter across my entire body. Everything's moving. I'm wobbling. No. Don't be sick. Sam. Need to find Sam. Important. Penny. Too cold. Boat. Boat? There's another boat. Sam! Sam! No. No, that's Fulma. That's our boat. She's sailing away. But... Why is there two? <coughs> I wrench again. And the world goes dark. It's like suddenly slamming into a wall of ice. I can't breathe. I pull in water. Broken arm. Can't see. Dark. Night. I look around in time to see the orange and white hull of the lifeboat smack into my face. I frantically kick out to get away as it bucks in again in the surf, the water, moving weird as it raises me up, pushes me back, then drops me down. I can hear waves breaking. I turn to see flecks of white in the dim. Rocks! Shit! I try to swim away, but the lifeboat blocks my way. Every breath hurts. Broken arm twisting with the movement of the water. I'm trapped. Another wave hits. I tuck my feet up to brace as the current takes me into the rock face. Legs absorbing the shock, scrambling like hell. Fingertips on my left hand sliding over slimy seaweed, jagged barnacles. Leg almost trapped as the heavy lifeboat cracks and scuffs into rocks. I collapse onto my back. The lifeboat backing off and slamming again into the rocks. I feel weirdly heavy, head swimming, and sick from pain, from lack of movement, the solidness of the ground, land. I look up to the black cliffs silhouetted against the stars. That shape move. Watch it. Don't take your eyes off it. Or am I seeing things? Is it in my head? My head. It's touched. It touched. It touched. Breathe. And, and I'm bleeding. Don't look away. Keep your eyes on it. Moved. I know it did. One knows they all know. How many are up there? 
Will they scramble down the cliff or just drop out of the dark? I'd seen the images of wasting falling from great heights. Pictures and videos that spread both panic and doubt. It had to be a hoax. No one could survive a fall from ten floors up and they keep going. Images of riot police, the military desperately wrestling with wasting in the streets of San Paolo, Shanghai, Lagos, frantically trying to disperse, contain, arrest, kill these maniacs swarming at their ranks, only to have wasting drop onto them from the buildings above. They didn't scream, not when they fell. They just dropped. In Moscow, a woman in her 30s, face crushed from smacking into the concrete, forced clearly broken legs and arms to scurry across the floor with an ambulance crew. They just kept coming. Even when the water cannons were replaced with machine guns, it took so long to bring one down. And there's one on the boat. Was too stupid, too slow, weak. Pen. My baby girl. No, please. No. Please, God, no. Please, God. Let them have made it. Sam, please. You're so strong. Tell me you made it with them. Please, tell me you're okay. She was so cold, so innocent, and I couldn't save you. I, I should have protected you. I don't care what's above me. The infection no doubt surging through my veins. I just want it to end. You should have saved them. I looked down at the thin strip of foaming water between the vice of the lifeboat and the rocks. Let it be over. Two. I saw two boats. That doesn't make sense. I was in the lifeboat. And I crawled. And I could see Fulmer drifting away with her cell still up. And there was a second boat behind her. I was, or was it just Fulmer again? Think. What did you see? It was bright. They were quite far out. I know the one in front was Fulmer, and the second boat behind her. She had herself up too, but she was different, and and she. I. I need to be. If they, if they hurt, I'll, I'll, I'll put them through the fucking floor. I haul myself up, rocking on my feet, as I, as I stare out into the unending black, aching to get my hands around their fucking throat and squeeze until their eyes burst and pound their thin skulls into... Uh! 
My whole body screaming for blood. I've never felt such hate. Absolute fucking hate. And helplessness. I need to be there. I need to be with them. I... I... Wait. Wait, no. They were chasing Fulma. Fulma wasn't drifting. She was on the wind. She was sailing. And that means... Had Sam got them back on? How? I don't understand. How did she get the wasting off the boat? I was former in formation with the Predator. Had she already been boarded and they killed the wasting and taken her and left them to die in the water? I edged forward. A crazy part of me wanting to jump in and just, just swim. I need to be there. I drive my fist into my aching head over and over as though it will drive out the dark images. Are they alive? Are they dead? Are they hurting them? I, I have to get back to them. Somehow. My tension again goes to the lifeboat. It has a motor. Will it still run? Is it even still watertight? <laughs> even if it is, I'd never catch up to them in this floating brick. No. Swim if you have to, just find them. Stop being weak. You're just looking for excuses. A real man would already be out there. And suddenly I hear a voice tell me to stop. To engage your brain. And I realize it's Sam. Okay. Think. Cruise ship's lifeboat's too slow. Arms broken. No supplies. Probably. Probably infected. I don't want... Not like this. So hard to think. No! You have to fight it! Stay here! Stay, you! Stay! Isolate. Contain. Report. The bland, default government advice for someone showing signs of wasting. I'm isolating. And... Contain... Ish. No one left to report to, so... Now what? Yeah. Useless advice, then. And useless. Now. Besides, people caught on quick. Report it. And if somehow healthcare or police got there at stage one, they took the family as well as the infected. All split up. Quarantine, they said, but never seen again. Oh, the conspiracy cranks loved that. So much distrust. Everyone out for themselves since COVID. Why is it so cold, though? My broken arm feels hot. Strange numbness to fingers and toes. 
Is that a symptom? From the fight? How did she get the wasting off the boat? I look up at the cliff tops in the dim morning's light. And still nothing. But I can't shake this feeling I'm being watched. Hunted. The lifeboat's grounded now, resting upright with a crack in her hull. The tide receded to reveal a small stony beach, littered with bits of plastic and rubbish from the fallen world. <laughs> My head is pounding. It's difficult to see straight. I haven't had anything to drink since... How long's it been? Mouth's like sand. Tongue keeps sticking. I feel so sick. I want to climb back into the boat and search for supplies, but I don't think I can manage it. You need to move. Oh, come on. You're going to die here if you don't move. Stay with it. Stay, you. Find water if you can't quench your thirst. At least then you'll know. The solid, unmoving ground feels so weird. Muscle memory overcompensating for the sway of waves which aren't there, making me stagger even more. It's like being drunk without any of the pleasure or numbing effects. It's really depressing when I glance back and see I haven't gone very far. I glance down and try to focus at the snap stick under my foot, strangely fascinated by its peculiar shape until I realize it's a bone and there are more. Amongst different sized shoes, scraps of clothing, I slowly turn my head to a suspicious heap of seaweed close by that's been bust by flies. I need to get off this beach. As the sun continues to rise, the light begins to sting my eyes and I have trouble focusing. But I push my legs on, afraid to stop, afraid to let go of the single thought. Keep moving in case I lose myself. My feet find a narrow gravel path and steps up the rock face. It's steep and I keep stumbling, my ribs jabbing and cutting with every breath and jolt. But I keep moving, passing someone's discarded iPhone along the way. And I start to think, what's waiting at the top? maybe surrounded by flat scrubby ground with brown tough grass dotted with bushes there's nothing no buildings my legs suddenly give way and I brace myself with a gloved hand covered in dried blood it has taken everything to get up that cliff and though I didn't want to be in a town, I wanted something. 
panic starts to set in. I'm so thirsty and lightheaded. The sun is getting hotter. There isn't even shade. Suddenly, a shadow mounts across the floor in front of me with arms and legs. Oh, shit! But there's no one out there. I look down again and there's nothing. I don't. What am I seeing? I did that bush move. I'm losing my mind. It's in my head. Had I even seen Fuma sailing away? What if... Um, what if that clump of seaweed was one of them? Dead. No. No. No, they're not dead. Sam wouldn't let that happen. Sam's, Sam's a fighter. You, you fight, you get up, you don't let go, you stay here. <laughs> it takes everything to get up. And more to force my legs forward with sweat stinging my eyes. I keep thinking I can see things moving. And that my feet are sinking into the ground like it's marshmallow. When I blink, I see flashes of the wasting's face. Albert's. Ariete's crying. Penny's freezing. Sam's drowning. Until they all become muddled together in some twisted nightmare. I'm losing my mind. I look up at the sky. Albert stood with his feet either side of my head. Oh, the vivid face is missing. Ribbons of muscle speckled with that fuzzy white mold. Frayed veins. It doesn't seem to bother him. Why are you here? I want to get up, but my legs won't respond. My head is pounding. I think the skin of my lips has split. Fingers on my left hand curl slightly in the dirt, but unable to feel parched earth. Is this... Is this my body shutting down? Or am I turning? God, I'm... I'm so tired. Let me die. I'll stop fighting and let my eyes close. Sam. Pen? Sure. Swam. May. Made. I try to call for her, but my swollen tongue is glued. A shallow gargle is all that comes from my lips. So I raise my arm in the air and open an eye. They're not Sam. Words again stick in my throat, so I rasp. Have I turned already? The figure carefully steps round me with boots bandaged in plastic and cloth, making sure to keep a safe distance. And their green eyes glare at me down the sights of their rifle, then urgently sweeping round as though expecting someone else. Their clothes are dirty, skin too, and sway. Their face hidden behind the homemade face mask. Black hair, roughly tied back. I think he's a woman. But the figure is so thin it's difficult to tell. And then suddenly there's movement. And I realize 
She has a child in the backpack. Watching from above its own mask. I try to wiggle my fingers. I have to communicate. Let her know that I'm not going to hurt her. But she seems more concerned by what might be lurking nearby. Light glinting off a blade by her belt draws my eye. And I see the canteen. I force my palm to turn upwards. Please. Her eyes shift back to me, then again to check the surround. And she slowly starts to back away. No, no. I start to panic. I try to move. Pain flooding back. She stops, takes a step forward, trains her rifle. I look down the tube. I wonder if I'll see the flash. My tension shifts up to a hardened stare and then to the silent child on her back. I let myself drop back into the dirt and watch the canteen on her belt melt away with her. I struggle to swallow. Smart woman. Don't take chances. We don't stop for other boats. Then the thought makes my face twitch in a crooked smile. She's alive. Surviving. Portuguese? She's returned. Rifle focused on me, but her eyes still watch the surround. Espanol. Uh, Italiano? Do not say Italiana. You're, you're not Italian. Her full attention settles back on me. Wasting? It's hard to focus on her, but I can hear the tone. Yet before I can think, the word slips out. No. Her eyes flit to my broken arm and back, bony fingers keeping an unwavering grip on her rifle. She starts to back away, but falters. You have a boat? Your, your jacket? Trousers? You have a boat? Is it on the beach? Are you alone? When I don't answer, her head immediately jerks from side to side and starts to back away. Yes, yes. And the boat? Will it float? Before I can answer, her eyes shift to something off to the right. Immediately she drops flat against the ground. The child's eyes are huge as she slides her pack off, pulling them close. Lise, quick. She checks the child's mask. I don't know what she's seen. She looks at me intensely. And when she raises her finger to her lips, I can see she's shaking. I, I try to mouth how many, but she just raises her fingers again and mouths, please. And then I can hear running. I look to the woman, but she shakes her head quickly, pressing her child underneath her. The woman breathes again, pulling her child face to her own. Alles okay? Pastora? Bleib ruhig. Ich schau kurz. She psychs herself up and takes a lightning quick glance above the scrubby bushes and grass that surrounds us. More. Yes. Your boat. Broken. Even with the mask, her frustration's obvious. Wir müssen los. Gehen wir. She slips on her pack. Still flat against the floor. 
The child next to her looks at me, hands clamped over their ears, as the man in the distance screams and gurgles, and then goes quiet. There isn't fear on the kid's face, and just a blankness as they watch me. They must be around Penn's age, but their eyes are so much older. Hey, hey, ignore Concentrate enough me, okay? She doesn't like them watching me. I start to think of Ariete, of the things she told me she saw. The lost innocence, PTSD. It isn't just about keeping them physically alive. I have said you sollst not look at me. Now stay down and crabble me. Yeah? Wait, wait. Shut up. Don't, don't. She pulls her knife and drops her mask so I can see her clenched teeth. Shut your mouth. Or what? That's what I want to say. But I just can't form any more words. We hold each other's stare as the kid watches us. And then she raises her mask and starts to crawl towards me on her stomach. Knife in hand. Thank God. She stops parallel to me, just out of reach. Then flattens herself against the ground as we hear running. <laughs> I look into the hate of her bloodshot eyes as she places the knife on the floor, reaches back into her pack, and carefully pulls an old Coke bottle filled with a clear liquid, unscrews the lid, and sets it as close as she dares. Slow. I have to fight the urge to throw it down my throat. I put the bottle to my lips. A small amount of lukewarm, stale tasting water hitting my swollen mouth and irritating it. Shut up! Shut up! She almost throws herself on me with the knife. Make another sound. And I'll slit your throat. Sorry. Thank you. Her face immediately wrinkles like she's suddenly caught a bad smell. She starts to shuffle back. Don't move. Don't tell me what to do. They'll, they'll catch you. They'll, they'll know, see, they'll hear. They'll hear if you don't shut up. Just, just please don't move, please. Just wait a bit till it's safe. Safe? <gasps> now, look, look, what, what's your name? No time for this. Mine is Jack. I don't care. Can you sail? You can't, can you? You don't have a boat. Neither do you. And even if you get one, what are you going to do? Listen, I need to, I need to get back out there. I have to, but I can't like this. You think I'm stupid? Gloves taped to your jacket. B broken arm. Thirsty. I, I have to get back out on the water. You're infected. No, I, I don't know. Okay, that, that's the truth. Look... You have a gun, shoot me. If I look like I'm... Just... Just please. Please, I, I have to get back out there. I, I have to, you understand? I have to be there. Would you take that chance? At, at least... Tell me your name before you go. What difference will it make?
force small sips of the water until the bottle runs dry. Still thirsty. Still hard to think. It isn't until the sun is much lower in the sky that I dare move. I have to find my water. I have to keep moving. The woman and child had headed further inland when they left. So I'll do the same. I keep looking over my shoulder, waiting to hear running feet. It's so hot. I wish I could just get this damn jacket off. I pause for a moment to catch my breath against the tree, resting my hand against this rough bark. Never thought I'd be this close to one again. I push on, finding an abandoned car, and another, and another, driven off-road, whether they were suited to it or not, ripping off bumpers and bending wheels, or head into the direction of the sea. I keep coming across shoes on the floor, and bits scattered. A ribcage that I've... A ribcage that I first think is covered in a disgusting shredded t-shirt until I realise it's not cloth but leathery skin. I want to run. Just run. I can't die here. Not here. I don't want to be here. Sam. Girls. Close the door. Close the door. What's that? A wild bull! It paces back and forth, bumping the car again as it circles, trying to work out how to get to me. watching the surround, watching to see the rotting faces appear, drawn by the noise, but nothing. I sit back in the seat. I've got the shakes, the boar still moving outside my window. I wonder why it's so close to the coast. Wonder if it goes for wasting, but I doubt it'd win the fight. I start looking around the car. I don't know what model it is, but a Renault. Small hatchback, not meant for off-road. It did well to get this far. A pair of plastic, orange-framed sunglasses are on the floor of the driver's side footwell. A cheap air freshener stuck to the vents. A half-drunk bottle of water jammed in the cup holder, but it had gone green. The back seats had been folded down. A large lime green suitcase had already been opened by someone and had both men's and women's clothing spilled out of it and screamed fashion rather than practical. Dog bowl, empty food wrappers. A long dead pot plum. Games console, books. They were running for their lives and this is what they brought? In a door bin, I find a melted boiled sweet that had gone squishy in its wrapper. 
but it was sugar. The taste was not as spectacular as I would have hoped. The apocalypse seems to lack flavour. I'm starting to feel cold again. Yet my head is burning to touch. I don't remember fever being a symptom. I angled the rearview mirror at my face. A cut. Swollen. Broken nose. I'd landed face first in the cockpit when it threw me. How did Sam get it off the boat? Shouldn't I be more confused by now? I cradled my broken arm. The skin itching and hot. The light outside the car is dim. I lock the doors. Shift uneasily into the strained silence of the car. This is the first time I've been alone in two years. Without the roar of the water or rocking of the boat. I don't like it. Sam. Sam, please be okay. Sleep is patchy. Car's freezing. The pain in my body excruciating. I keep seeing disturbing images when I close my eyes. And even when I don't, corpses baked by the sun. Wasting, swarming people in their homes, cars. It's just death everywhere. I keep hearing, screaming, the cry of the wasting, the man earlier being torn apart. Every time I close my eyes, I hear movement. I see shadows. Jerk awake, decomposing face pressed against my window. Eyes huge as it looks at me. It's trying the door handle. No, no. It's not there. I'm still half asleep. I feel like I'm losing my mind. It's a relief when the light returns. I lean unsteadily against the car. Orange red blanket wrapped around me even though my skin burns to the touch yet I'm not sweating what is it doing inside my head everything feels wobbly and distant I feel so sick it's been so long since I heard the birds my eyes drift down to the bits of people on the floor. Oh. Come on, Jack. You come on. Get back to them, right? You need fluids. In a pickup truck, I find an unopened can of Coke. The sugar helps. Still cereal bar in the glove box of a car with two child seats in the back. I take tiny bites, struggling to swallow, and not bring straight back up. The skin on my broken arm feels itchy and tight like it's swollen. I want to check the colour of my hand, but it would mean ripping the duct tape off that's holding my glove on, and, and the thought makes me queasy. I want to try and keep some food down. Maybe I should make a splint, because 
And that's what people do in their videos, right? How do I do that with one hand? I find two tire irons. I rest my arm between them, flat on the floor. And with my other hand, I position some ratchet straps I've found in the pickup. Every nudge and bolt sends a sickening wave. Every nudge and jolt sends sickening waves of pain through me. Tightening the straps is excruciating. It's agony. I may have made it worse. The tire irons are heavy enough that gravity tugs at my arm, but at least the bone is sitting more or less straight. I strap the useless heavy limb across my chest using a torn discarded jumper as a sling. The trees give way to dead farm fields, the remains of crops left to rot in the ground. The land is open and flat. The growing light bouncing off white walls of a house with terracotta roof in the distance. And... <gasps> is someone at the far end of the field? Walking, twitching. It's one of them. I struggle to breathe as I watch them walk along the far boundary. I can't tell. I can't tell if the host a man or a woman or even wearing clothes. But I see it stop suddenly. And his head slowly turned towards me. They're looking at me. They start walking towards me. I'm yelling at my feet to move, but they won't. And then they start running. It can't know. It can't see. It, it can. It is. Run. 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 Faster. Faster. Shit. Oh, come on. Please. Please. Fuck. I look over my shoulder. Ahead. Altered direction. I look back. It'll be halfway across the field. Maybe closer. I'm too slow. I'm too slow. Shit. Don't! Don't! Fear, disbelief, then intense anger flash across her face, the rifle pointing straight at me, her attention flitting between me and the direction we'd run from. She knows. She'd seen it. Without a word, she turns and carries on running, the kid on her back. Her speed, incredible, as she quickly leaves me behind. I clomp and shuffle so painfully slow. Please, come on, 
가방! 이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이
I can help you. How? How can you help me? Look at you. Infected. Scared. No boats. No supplies. How are you going to help me? Exactly. Look, I have to get back out there. My family. My kids. Your problem. There's another boat hunting them. I have to find them. I need to be there. I, I need your help. You, you, you. My family, my kids, what you need. Pretender, liar. You want to use us. No. Put us in danger. My son, my family. Your family's gone. Shut up. Thank you for the water. I hope you find your boat. You should go. Gemma, come. They're coming. You're just going to stand there. Fine. <sighs> How old was the wasting? What? The one that attacked you. Was it freshly infected or old? I don't... Older than this one. Did it bite you? No. Did it bleed or spit it on you? It breathed and touched me. That's not what I asked. I don't... I don't think so. I cut my head. How many days ago? Day before yesterday, I think. You're not infected. You don't know that. I was a nurse. You would be in stage two by now. Your speech would be slurred. I... I'm seeing things. You want to go through this now? Seriously? She turns, picks up the child and starts running before I can ask anything. I hobble after her. I need to know what she means. Keep up or I'll leave you. <sighs> the pains of my body are agony. As I stumble and curse to keep up, the vibrations of heavy steps jarring my arms and ribs. She doesn't break her brutal pace or look back. The gap between us quickly widening until she's almost out of sight. And I panic. I've lost her. I've lost my answers. I keep running, blindly, leaving the trees and scrabbling up a crest to finally see her at the top of the cliffs. You, keep up. I, I know. I get it. If you're going to be sick, do it over there. You, you need to tell me how I'm not infected. I was this close. It breathed on me. It grabbed my arm. That's how the virus spreads. Yes. So I'm infected? No. Just, just give me a straight answer. Hosts are most infectious in stage two. <clears throat> and the early part of three. That's why hospitals and medical staff were hit so hard at the start. But people who've been infected for a long time, um, <clears throat> all the stage threes, the virus is in a different part of its life cycle. It's less infectious via the air. It's still possible though. And so wear your mask when you see one and watch what you touch. I try to process the information. Bits of it I heard. It was hard to know what to believe. The people at the top would swear one thing. 
then the next day say something completely different. I desperately want to believe her. But there was so much miscommunication and false information. It's hard to trust what she's saying. Who's to say she's even a nurse? And I'd cut my head. There was blood. And I'm, I'm seeing things. Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure I'm not? I reach out for her arm to make her stop, but she quickly dodges, tightening her grip on her rifle. You do not touch me. Sorry. Uh, ever. I, I, I didn't mean... You keep your distance. You don't talk to my son. You don't ever go near him. You walk in front, and at night you sleep well away, yes? Yes. I feel any part of you during the night, I cut it off. She gestures for me to keep walking in front. And you do what I say when I say it. You too slow, I leave you. You put us in danger. I get it. What, what do I call you? Lena. Lena. Are you German? Austrian. I'm from the UK. Obviously. Why are you in Portugal? Looking for a way out. The waters are good for sailing here. You can... Get down! We'd been walking along the cliff tops, crossing a head point into a new bay filled with jagged rocks, and a great hulk of white metal beached sideways against the foot of the cliff. A cruise ship. Lena takes some binoculars from her pack and peers through them. I watch her patiently until she begrudgingly passes them to me. The ship's sitting like it's broken its back the stern slightly twisted compared to its bow. I can see identical lifeboats to the one that brought me here, hanging off its side. And the name, and the ship's name, Ocean Adventure. It's the cruise ship, Sam saw. There are figures on its decks, on its balconies, above it on the cliff tops. And they're all stood like statues silently watching something drifting into the bay. It's former's folly. And there's another boat tied to her. She's been boarded. Jack was played by Johnny Dispanner. Lena was played by Ricardo Ruff. Penny was played by Eva Stacy. Composition and sound design by Samar Benapal. Producer, Lizeth Ramirez. Episode written by Matt and Becky Stacy. Directed by Matt Stacy. This was a Static Airwaves production. <laughs>